Welcome to Pep Talks, People Empowering People. These uplifting interviews allow everyday people to share their not-so-everyday stories of resiliency to help you get through your story. This is your host, Casey Crawford Kellum. I'm a widow who has certainly faced my share of adversity, but I continue to keep on dancing. I'm a school counselor, author, yoga instructor, motivational speaker, and former business owner and special ed teacher, and now podcaster. My journey is about helping you to get through your journey. With me today is Evan Scharfeld, who is a yoga teacher and the owner of Cultivate Yoga Space in Avon and Cultivate Yoga Nonprofit, which offers free yoga to the underserved communities. Evan is the father of two awesome kids, and he's also a scrum master. What's that, you ask? At an international software development company. Yep, he serves as a team-level therapist, like helping colleagues continuously improve and work better together. I never even heard of a scrum master. So we have lots to learn today from Evan, my dear friend who became certified in yoga instructing with me back in 2017 and has <laughs> taken it to a whole wonderful level. So welcome, Evan. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. Oh. Awesome to be with you. So anybody that knows Evan just knows that he's just he's just such great energy. He's one of the nicest men I've ever met. Everybody just just flocks to him. Like when we were taking our classes, everybody loved to be Evan's partner and hang out with Evan because he just has that positive energy and just he's he's just a neat guy. And so Evan made the decision to purchase Three Sisters Yoga and change the name to Cultivate Yoga Space just weeks before the onset of our COVID uh, in March. So you so you started this in what month was it? Yep. So I found out the business was for sale in late November of 2019. Um, I knew right away when I heard the news that this was something I wanted to do. So prior to the studio being for sale, I started Cultivate Yoga, the nonprofit, and that was back in 2017. And the idea there and our mission was to get yoga out into the community, um, to bring yoga to underserved communities, to be able to empower people and individuals that um, didn't necessarily have access to the practice of yoga. Um, so we were going pretty strong there. It took a little while to get get going, but we did um, end up in schools and um, partnering with other really core organizations around Cleveland uh, to bring the practice of yoga to people we really thought could benefit from it. So the idea there with the nonprofit was to go into places and bring yoga for free. When I found out Three Sisters and the studio was for sale, I thought, here's a really cool opportunity to have like a home space for, uh, to be at least partnered with the nonprofit. So the business itself is a for-profit business, the studio. Um, but because we have this nonprofit arm too, we're able to partner up in really cool ways. So yeah, it was in November of 2019 that I found out that the studio was for sale. I was, I mean, from the very first phone call where I found out, one of the previous owners, Lauren, called me, let me know. 
I said, I think I'm interested in buying this. <laughs> and oh, like, it was either later that day or tomorrow that she was like, we're really interested in you buying this too. And I had known them for a while. I'd been part of that community for a while. Um, so yeah, the whole process started in November, you know, through then December, January, um, there was a lot of logistical things to figure out. And also during that whole time, I mean, I'm watching the news come out of China primarily at the time of COVID and how it's starting to spread around the world. And um, I definitely didn't think it was going to get to where <laughs> where it did. I don't think anybody did. Um, but yeah, the official transition date was March 2nd of 2020. Oh my gosh, like yeah. <laughs> just days before yeah. Ohio closed down it for was. months. Oh then, my gosh. Yeah, we closed we closed on the fourteenth. Um and then the governor decided to close all fitness centers on the sixteenth. So I was I was actually really proud of that back then because we had some team meetings um with all the teachers and desk yogis, you know, from the studio and um we really made it a group decision. Um one of our amazing teachers, Deirdre, her husband uh, works for the hospital systems and is really involved with, um, I'm forgetting what it's called, but infectious disease and whatnot. And uh, he he was on a call with us and I pretty blatantly asked him, I was like, you know, what, what would you do? And he's like, I would close the studio. So that next day we closed up and um, yeah. And we've been rolling ever oh since. Oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> Just my figuring gosh! It out. Yeah. Right, yeah. but I, I love the the three year transformation. I mean, we we met three years ago in teacher training, yep. and then you became one of their instructors. I love your yeah. classes. Love going assistant first. Yeah. Oh, you did yeah. assistant first, and, and then teacher. you became a, a teacher. Yeah. Um, wonderful classes, fabulous music, and you just feel good when you're done with any of your classes. I loved <laughs> oh, it. Thanks. And now owner, and yet you become the owner just days before we go into lockdown <laughs> yeah, for months. For oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. So what was going on through your head through this? Like, I just bought this yeah. place, this yeah, business. Yeah. Now what? Um, so I'm a firm believer in not victimizing myself, and I preach that to a lot of people. Um, I don't think things happen to us. I think things happen and it's up to us how we deal with them. So I'm not going to say I wasn't sad or angry at times, um, but I never felt like consumed by it. And it was definitely a roller coaster ride, but throughout a lot of it, you know, and it's still evolving obviously, but like through a lot of it, it was, like, okay, like, here's the cards you're dealt, you know, um, what are you going to do with them now? And it's been quite an amazing opportunity to really, like, when I bought Three Sisters, I knew it was an amazing community. Like, that's one reason I wanted to, I wanted to own that, that space and, and be part of that, um, be able to, like, help guide and lead that community. And I always had plans to, like, make it my own and make it what, I thought cultivate should be. Um, but this was like a once in a lifetime opportunity to have a blank slate pretty much to be able to close the studio completely, you know, have nothing on the schedule, do like physical changes in there, start to think about, um, maybe well, virtual, you know, we're doing, 
um, just different ways to like bring yoga to people. And it's, that lines up with the nonprofit mission right there. It's like, okay, how can we, how can we keep bringing this practice that means so much to us to others throughout this really challenging time for, for so many people? So you use this as an opportunity. I mean, here it is, we're closed down and you're like, now you've got this time and this space to really like kind of quiet yourself. Like you didn't have to dive into it now because you were just going to go, I mean, go right into it. Okay. It's no longer three sisters. Now it's cultivate and we're going, but all of a sudden, well, no, we're closed. Okay. Well, maybe I'm going to paint the walls green. Maybe I'm going to put up this cool mural. Maybe I'm going to offer virtual. What's that going to look like? What, what can I continue to do to offer others this beautiful practice that not everybody seems to have access to at times? Yeah. So I, I love that you, you, you don't have that victim attitude and you can tell that about Evan. He's always got a very positive attitude, but I love that you took this time to make it an opportunity instead of a, Oh man, I just bought this company and how, how can this be? It's like, okay, what are we going to do to make it work? Yeah. 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 So did you have a lot of um, virtual classes going? A lot of teachers stay with you? Um, Not a ton. Some, some teachers did not feel comfortable teaching virtually. Um, I actually wasn't a fan of it until I started doing it. And then it kind of did grow on me. It was a nice way to still connect with other humans <laughs> more than anything, right, right. Um, even though it's over a screen. And it was still a nice way to to share the yoga practice. Um, so not everybody wanted to do it, but we we had like one to two classes a day pretty quickly going on there. And a lot of students took to it pretty quickly. And then we definitely noticed, you know, in Cleveland, when you have your couple of nice months of the year, weather-wise, people want to, you know, be outside doing their thing. And I also found like people, including myself, I, I kind of stopped practicing yoga a lot this summer. And like, I just really enjoyed walking more than anything. So early morning walks. So I feel like people are finding their own practice and their own way of coping through this. And that's cool. That's like all I, that's all I want anyways. Absolutely. (laughs) You couldn't find a bicycle, buy a bicycle or a kayak or a paddleboard anywhere because people were suddenly outdoors. Yeah, for sure. And and you actually then kind of took that lead and decided to come up with some cultivate space. Yeah. And have some outdoor, you have now some outdoor ideas growing that you're looking to do. Tell us a little more about that. Yeah. So um, we're calling it cultivate nature space. So uh, it's just like a one minute walk from the studio. Uh, We just found out the space was available to us and uh, our landlord is actually really being pretty awesome in, and sharing that with us for free during this time. Wow. Um, So yeah, he has this, this open field. Um, We just found out about it. So it's pretty new to us. It's pretty new to students, like just starting to learn that it's actually there. Um, but I think next year I have a lot of like cool visions for it, you know. Um, oh, I imagine you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I imagine you do. <laughs> yeah, so, but it definitely aligns with like, like the change, the physical changes I made in the studio. I did add a mural, first of all, which yes. is funny you said that. It's beautiful. But uh, <laughs> I also like, I added. I had like a tree, like built like a tree kind of in the studio with like fabric. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted, I wanted to give it like a really nature sort of vibe. So inside. So it's nice that we have an actual 
outdoor nature space now. So, How cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Now tell me, you know, everything's cultivate, cultivate, you know, nature space, cultivate yoga, cultivate nonprofit. What does that mean? Why, how come you came up with that name, Cultivate? Yeah. So um, a friend and I were, I mean, this is probably a year before I started the nonprofit. Um, a friend and I, we were talking a lot about how do we bring yoga to to people who don't have access to it. Um, and the idea was there once I... I heard the word cultivate a lot in classes, right? There's teachers I love who I would go practice with around Cleveland and uh, cultivate this about yourself or cultivate that about yourself. And um, I always really liked the word. It just like, to me, it always felt like you get to choose what that subsequent word is, right? So cultivate whatever it is you want to cultivate that day or that week, or whatever it is. And then also you get to choose how you want to cultivate that. So it's not just, okay, I want to cultivate um, more compassion in my life. It's like, what does that look like, and how do I do that? Um, So it was always a really, I thought, a really cool word because it, it it can lead to, like, so many other things. Yeah. A lot of self-improvement, you yeah. know, making that decision each day. What am I going to cultivate in myself and what am I going to help cultivate in others? I, I love that. It's, yeah. a, it's a very powerful word. Um, and you are certainly taking it to so many different levels with the outdoor space, your own indoor space. And I loved what you did for the, the with the nonprofit I had. Um, I was grateful for the opportunity to work at Providence House because of you and at that will always be the most moving yoga experience I ever had working with these children that are there for several months because the parents are kind of on a respite trying to get better in life. And, you know, these poor kids are scared. And here you created the space for them to allow them to feel welcomed and safe and to give them the tools they so desperately needed. And then they wouldn't have had that had you not created that space for them. So I, I appreciate what you've done. I saw it change and transform kids week after week. I watched it happen in front of me. <laughs> so thank you for that. Thank you. No, I, I can take uh, maybe 5% of that credit because <laughs> you are the person that was in there teaching every week. And but you um, did create the opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think I would have had anybody else in there. So thank you for doing it. Well, I appreciate that. I yeah. appreciate it. Now, now, before we started taping, you actually made the statement that, you know, you're living your dream, that this was your dream. Yeah. And yet you went through some tough times over the last year or two. Yeah. And here you are still you know, pursuing your dream. I mean, that is that just part of your personality that no matter what tough stuff you're going through, you're still going to keep plugging along. I mean, what, what helped you do that? Yeah. Um, I honestly, it's funny because I'm, I'm in a industry, you know, the software industry and my job is part of that is planning into the future. And now that I'm a business owner, um, part of that is planning into the future and (laughs) being a parent, Part of that is planning into the future. Um, but the yogi in me, I feel like the innate yogi, even before I started practicing yoga, is just to be in the moment and just to um, 
cultivate <laughs> what is happening at the time. So even when I started uh, the nonprofit, I had very little, I knew like the very basics of what I wanted it to be. I wanted to bring yoga to people for free that couldn't have access to it. Like that was, that's the base mission, right? But how am I going to do that? I have no clue. Like, <laughs> like, so I started, uh, I, so my friend and I, who, you know, I was talking about, I call him my sensei. So he's someone who's helped guide me in my life. Sensei Rob, if you're listening, who's oh, uh, <laughs> yes. a teacher for us, um, an amazing human. Yes, he's he guided is. me in a lot of ways in my life. Um, I remember him and I talking a lot about this idea leading up to it. And, um, you know, one day I, I used to have an app on my phone. It was an alarm clock. You know, and it would give you like an inspirational quote for the day, like when you wake up. And I remember this one, this one morning I woke up and rolled over and looked at my phone and it was a uh, Napoleon Hill quote. And, you know, I don't, I don't know verbatim, but it says, uh, the time is never right. Start where you stand, use the tools that you have at the time, and then more tools will evolve along the way, something like that. So, um, that's how I felt like in that moment, like. Rob and I were coming up with a lot of cool ideas, but like, I felt like I had to do something to make it like official to get the ball rolling. So like that day I, I submitted for the, uh, 501c3. Um, I made a logo, maybe like we'll pick the name, made a logo, you know, that, that, that same week. And, um, from there it was just like, okay, just learn as you go. Like, all right, now an opportunity is coming from Providence House and now one's coming from House of Champions and now John Marshall. And people like, it seems like once you like manifest these things and take these st little steps at a time, like then like things start to gravitate towards you and the people who are meant to be with you on this journey, they end up with you and the opportunities that are meant to be you end up too, so... You put it out there in the universe and yeah. it certainly came to you. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. You you have – so do you know offhand how many different uh, populations you, you helped, like how many different places you had occupied yeah. teachers? At the most, it was four at a time. Um, so Providence House was an amazing one where we got to reach – really little kids, right? As young as two. Is uh, that right? They were newborns in there that would just be in a little rocker. Yeah. Playing around, oh, yeah. yeah. And sometimes they wouldn't have the little babies in there, but I've had, I've had little ones in there. I think the youngest that they're allowed to be is maybe six months. Okay, cool. But yeah. They were, oh. <laughs> they were little, they were little, little yogis. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the, you know, little kids in there. Um, we helped, through like City Life and John Marshall. Um, those were getting into more middle school, junior high school and high school kids. Um, House of Champions also had some younger kids, not as young as you had at Providence House. Um, another population I always wanted to um, help was, was elderly and get like chair yoga and stuff like that. And that's still in the works. It's just the nonprofit is really evolving too with COVID and we're trying to find how to serve, you know, that way too. Right. Can't yeah. really get into a nursing home these days. No, that's really hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So definitely like going virtual there and seeing if that's a possibility, but we have teachers that want to help out that way. So that's really cool. 
You have a nice following of people that want to help you continue this dream and, and bring this to fruition and, um, you know, work with various populations to help, help cultivate yeah. yoga and all these, all these people that don't generally have this opportunity. Yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, yoga is a practice, yes, but it's a tool. It's a tool to help people to just quiet their bodies and, and get in tune with their bodies and their minds and, and just take care of themselves. And, yeah. and you're giving them something so important. Yeah. I love that you're doing that. Yeah. yeah. So we're working through COVID right now to try to get that going. <laughs> yeah. And what about your um, yoga space? Is that opening at all? Has it been, it's been open? Yeah, it's been open since early July. Um, we opened with six or seven classes right away from the get-go on the schedule. Um, and again, we had like a variety of teachers who were comfortable with different scenarios coming back or not. Um, we had a couple of our amazing teachers who were only comfortable coming back if everybody was wearing a mask the whole time during practice. Um, so we tried that for a couple of weeks and we just weren't getting students for it. So we did stop that for now. Um, we do. So every other class now is mask optional, which is follows the, um, responsible restart Ohio, the government's plan for fitness centers. So essentially you wear a mask the whole time you're in the studio, except you get, when you get to your mat and then you can take it off when you practice. I was um, going to say, I don't think I could wear a mask doing no. yoga. That would be really hard for <laughs> it's me. It's interesting. I did take one of them when we still had them. And yeah, yeah, I wasn't crazy about it personally. Oh, so yeah. It's challenging. But we're starting to like, um, there's more teachers that are wanting to come back, it seems like now. Um, we put a survey out and more students seem like in the fall, they really want to start coming back. And I think as COVID is evolving, people are getting more comfortable you know, in these scenarios where we have like, you know, safety precautions in place. So. And will we have anything outside this fall? Yeah. Uh, we still have through September, there's outdoor classes. There's going to be three a week. Yeah. Starting this week, three a week. Um, I'm working on a, a couple workshops. So there's going to be a, a sound healing out there, which is amazing. My friend Stacy, she does like wow. the singing bowls oh, and wow. all sort of amazing stuff there. So we're trying to use that space, you know, as the weather allows at least. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and and I'm going to put links to your Cultivate Yoga space in Avon so people know where to go. Cool. Um, what would you say to, you know, a, a young young adult coming out you know you've you've followed your dreams you've been through some tough stuff in life and and yet you've come out and and doing such amazing work helping others what, what advice would you give a young adult right now <laughs> um first it would be to sit with yourself listen to your own voice and allow yourself to to hear your own truth and where you want to go. So there's, I feel like we, um, there's so many voices coming at us, like you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And it's really only us who know in our heart what feels right and what we should be doing. So um, there really is no limit. <laughs> it is not like you, you can, uh, you can manifest anything you want to. And, some people are going to have more hurdles to jump over than others. That's for sure. Like I definitely feel privileged in a lot of ways 
and I acknowledge that. Um, but that doesn't mean it's impossible to do whatever you need to do. I love that you're saying that, you know, he feels privileged even though he bought a business and it was shut down two days later. (laughs) 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 They have a lot of hurdles, those people out there. I mean, I just bought a business and it was closed down two days later, but you know, I'm privileged. (laughs) I love your attitude. That's, and that people is Evan. That's his attitude. Like he doesn't see that as being an obstacle. That was an opportunity. Evan's like, okay, we're closed. We're going to make this opportunity. I'm going to paint it. I'm going to put murals up. I'm going to, you know, figure out how this is going to look and, I, that is perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That's our Evan. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I appreciate you and all that you do to help others better their lives and and enjoy their lives. You bring so much love to the mat, to all of us that come in, in, into your presence. You really do. There's just something so magical about you. And I mean that. And I think anybody that's listening that knows you will agree to that. Um, We just, you just have a good vibe about you and you have a great attitude, obviously. I mean, there's no victim in this. And, you know, you made the best out of the circumstance, starting a business that had to be closed down. And, you know, God only knows what kind of financial havoc that puts on people, obviously. And I just appreciate you and I appreciate your story. And I hope people will look into going to cultivate yoga space in Avon. And, you know, of course, if you are struggling in any kind of underserved community area, uh, look for Evan in his yoga, cultivate yoga for nonprofit as well. And then once the weather gets back to being good, probably back in the spring, of course, in the fall, visit his outdoor space and um, I look forward to seeing what you're going to do because I know it's going to be magical. Uh-oh. Whatever you're going to do to that outside space is going to be beautiful. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really, thanks. it's going to be Evan style as only Evan can do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. So thank you so much for your time, Evan. And please, everyone, take time to visit Cultivate Yoga Space in Avon. Get to know Evan. He is somebody you just want in your life. He's just a, a good human being that offers so much goodness to those that he's in contact with. Thank you again, Evan. We learned from Evan that no time is ever right. You must start where you are standing. Once you manifest things and take little steps towards it, then things start to gravitate towards you. The people who are meant to be with you on your journey will end up with you. Don't victimize yourself. Things don't happen to us. They just happen. Be in the moment and cultivate what is happening at the time. Sit with yourself. Listen to your own voice. Hear your own truth. Only you know what is right and what is your limit. Today's gratitude is cultivate your thoughts into positive seeds and see your life change for the better. Well, that's it for today's interview. We hope our guest's story helps you get through your story. Don't stop believing and keep on dancing.